Hello anyone and everyone, I am James Sebastian, and this week on Mechanical Fail, Gabe and I breathe deep as we discuss The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's a massive game with a lot to offer, and we share our thoughts on the aspects we found encouraging, where we think the game fell a bit short, and where we hope the game's success will lead the series into the future. My main hope is that Nintendo never includes the phrase 100 years in a game ever again. With that, we hope you enjoy the conversation. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Great game or greatest game <laughs> ever. Forever. So there are a lot of things I really enjoyed about it. I played it straight through and I got it pretty much. Um and I had the Wii U version, right? Uh and I think as far as like definitive version, they're I think they're basically the same. Um from what I could tell. I, I think the um the frame rate's probably a little better on the Switch, but I don't think it's so much better that it's really worth it. Uh, if you don't have, like, if you bought a Switch just for Zelda, I think, unless you know, like, I wouldn't, I wasn't gonna buy a Switch just for Zelda since I already had a Wii U. If you don't have a Wii U, then you know, whatever. But um, since I already had one, I wasn't gonna buy a whole new system that I wasn't very sure about and that was hard to get anyway for a game that I could already play. That was, as far as I could tell, played pretty much just as well. No, I think that's the smart call. I, If I had had a Wii U, I would have bought Zelda, but I didn't want to buy a, any console just to play Zelda. Luckily for me, uh, my roommate bought a Switch and Zelda, so I got to play through it. So I guess we get to sort of compare the two versions, at least in our experiences, but it sounds I, I imagine they were the same. Like From what I saw of you playing it and from what, what I played, it looked it didn't look any different from everything i've seen of people playing the switch version i don't see any like obvious differences i think um like i say there's probably some performance uh, enhancements um but because there are times in the wii version where like you will definitely get into single digit frames if there are a lot of enemies on screen at the same time um it doesn't happen very often it happened i think two or three times normally it was when i was fighting one of the guardians for whatever reason Interesting. And then, like, you know, and then there are other enemies, like, kind of coming in from outside. Um, pretty rare. And, yeah, I mean, with the way combat works in the game, it was definitely frustrating, and I died. I don't know if I died because of the frames, if, or if it was just because the Guardian enemies are actually pretty tough. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm not going to blame the fact that I died on, on the frames at all, because it was probably a lost cause in those situations anyway. Um <laughs> And you know, in the in the most important moments of the game, you know, when you're in the 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 real boss fights, I don't remember any any slowdown or anything like that. So it's good that they at least made sure that those sections of the game were were smooth. Because mm-hmm. it's a huge world, right? You're not going to be able to test every scenario. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So I I guess on the Switch, I didn't have as dramatic of slowdowns as what you're saying. I was actually just constantly impressed with how well the game ran for on what's effectively like a fancy Android tablet, right? In terms of hardware. Yeah. And, and there were slowdowns on occasion, but surprisingly few um, from, from what I hear, they ended up doing a lot of optimization early on 
after after release. Um, so I think I played it a couple, two to three months after it came out. So I imagine a lot of those slowdowns had been ironed out. That could be, yeah. Yeah, and um, no, it, it was amazing. Like, I'm just still blown away as a game developer and a gamer. Like, playing on the TV, it looks great, and then you just pick up the Switch and go to the bathroom or <laughs> or the subway <laughs> or whatever, yeah. and it you know it keeps playing. It it looks it looks amazing handheld, and it still plays just as well. And that's that's something that I can't say about other consoles. Like the fact that you have this AAA thing on the TV. And you can just pull it out and play it on your lap, and it is the same exact experience. Kind of like blew my mind. Yeah. So uh, I've heard some stuff like the resolution when it goes to the TV is like not, it's not 1080, right? It's like a, it's. I think some... it's 900 on the TV and like 720 when it's uh, on handheld. the handheld, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 720 is pretty good, right? The they were smart, um, and and they designed the game around visual mm-hmm. limitations you could tell uh, you know because it was uh, designed for the wii u in, in you know early on i think mm-hmm. they were they, they pulled a wind waker and were like hey we're not gonna be able to just pump crazy detail and all this stuff yeah so we're gonna use some kind of flat shading and solid colors and um you know relatively simple designs right all the enemies are are kind of basic shapes for the most part Right. Um, I think the guardians are actually probably the most complicated enemies in terms of visuals and cause they have on well, the effects and yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of effects in, in the environment. So there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? There's like physics mm-hmm. for the grass moving when you run through it and, and the wind blowing. No, I so mean, there, the there world, is a the lot going feels, on in the game. The world feels really active. Um, so like, I agree it is, I guess it's visually simple and compared to, you know, whatever the physically rendered games that we have nowadays um but i mean that that's my that's that's my favorite sort of rendering these days like that stylized look i think it was a really smart choice on their part i'm obviously a place towards the the hardware but also just looks great especially for a zelda game yeah i think so i mean there's a reason why the wind waker still looks better than pretty much every other zelda game in 3d yeah (laughs) um (laughs) and i think I think uh, Breath of the Wild is closer to that style, um, mm-hmm. even though it's more you know pr- proportionate and all that kind of stuff. I think it's still closer to that style than uh, than the other game that we won't won't name because I can't think of the name. The terrible oh. Twilight Princess. Oh, no, not Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Skyward Princess Sword was the okay one. Yeah, yeah, Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. So Skyward Sword tried to was kind of like straddling the line between. Mm-hmm. It was you like. Know, it was like a more cartoony Twilight Princess style. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it worked. Yeah, I, I don't think it was quite as effective. Uh, some parts look really great, but obviously anything close up looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this game is not going to fall into that problem so much because um, they had enough power to render the, the models they used very, very mm-hmm. well. So I don't think it's going to age uh, poorly, which is really good. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, the most impressive part was just like, you know, you go and you stand on one of the towers or you stand on a mountain and you just look out and like you just see the world. Right. Obviously, as things get further away, there's less detail and some things just aren't rendered, but they still render a whole heck of a lot of stuff. And 
like you feel like you're there like the illusion holds up really really well um yeah i i like that's that's one of my favorite parts of the game yeah i mean i remember running out you know the first area you wake up in and you climb out and you run out in the field and you know it it kind of mm-hmm. does the unfortunate hey check out how awesome this world is i don't like that part of it um <laughs> It's already amazing enough when you run out. Like you, the game didn't need to tell you like how look how cool this is. It's that's the first thing players are gonna see, and yeah. and there's no other way around it. So it's funny to me that they like kind of were like, hey, guiding you a little bit in that. I mean, it's not like the worst thing in the world. It doesn't last very long and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still wish they had kind of pulled back a little bit on that and just let players take it in, uh, however they were going to when they first yeah. saw it. No, I definitely agree. It, I mean, when I first played it, I thought, oh, well, this is kind of a cheesy thing. But I, I definitely fell for it. I was like, oh, well, okay, this looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it does. Like I say, I, I think they were really smart in, in how they designed the visuals. Um, and everything's pretty consistent in the look, I think. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in the world, right? And there are a lot of, there's a lot of terrain and... and just a lot of different stuff to look at. And I think they did a pretty good job of making sure it all looked, uh, you know, even though you're in uh, like the Zora's domain or whatever, it all kind of still fits each other, even though it's obviously like a distinct, uh, like cultural look. Right. Like, you know, the, the, the Rudo look, so, you know, they have like a certain kind of dress and that kind of thing, but it all fits mm-hmm. together in a really nice way, which is good. Because a lot of times in games that are really, really big like that, you, you get stuff that just doesn't match up well. And yeah. well, you know, on one hand, maybe you get something that's like really, really detailed and looks great. And then on the other hand, you get some like more low poly stuff or like mm-hmm. just less. Um, maybe there's not as much uh, finely uh, detailed like uh, texture mapping or whatever. And you've yeah. got like these weird clashes, uh, and I don't think uh, I didn't I didn't notice any in Breath of the Wild anyway. No, I, yeah, I completely agree. It it looks stylistically consistent, um, and you you kind of brought up an interesting point where it's stylistically consistent, but you know it, there's the different cultures have their own look and feel, and yeah, I just think overall like the the design of the like visually the design of the world is really really good. I'm amazed because it's so big. I mean, that's probably, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like as I was playing the game, I was just like, "Do I really have to run that far?" Like, my God, <laughs> like a little bit closer, maybe. I don't know. It's it's funny. Like it's impressive, right? I'm I'm really really amazed at what they could do. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, actually playing it, I was kind of like, "All right, I get it. It's it's huge." <laughs> so I'm not sure how I feel about that part so much. Yeah, I think I kind of had that same experience, but. I don't know. I, I guess I'd rather like talk about the things that were, I guess, that I enjoyed that were good. Um, I, I'm just thinking like the world was so huge, but the exploration was actually really fun. You like just go out and like lose yourself, right? Um, I haven't played the original Zelda, but everyone talks about it having that that aspect where you just kind of set out into the world and figure out what to do and I mean, I think they did an awesome job. Like, hey, here's some basic stuff that you have to do in the first half hour to an hour of the game of doing the first four shrines. Um, and then you just are given the, the glider and you can go wherever you want. And you can. And the quest is kill Ganon. <laughs> yeah. 
so I think I think the frame of the game is really good. Like you said, right? For the most part, you can do things at the pace you want to do them, and there is significant stuff to find. And and the like, there are there are very definite goalposts that you're supposed to go to, and it's not really ambiguous what you could be doing at any given time with regard mm-hmm. to the like. So once you get through the opening kind of tutorial section of the game, like you mentioned, like the only target they give you at first is like, all right, kill Ganon. That's it. Yeah. Put a little, you know, a bright dot on your map and it's like, there he is. Go for it. (laughs) Which is interesting. That's kind of intimidating, right? A dot like in the ocean of like blackness that is your map. I fucking love that the map is just empty. Yeah. That part I really like because it's like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But over time, as you encounter stuff, you start to get more focused, smaller goals kind of put in your place, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fine. You know, in a game that big, it could very easily become overwhelming to the point where you have no idea where you should be going. So I don't really begrudge the fact that they had to put in kind of tasks for you to do along the way. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to do them, I guess. It's just they intend for you to do them because they expect that, you know, your first time playing through, you're not going to know where to go or what to do exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think they did a great job. I, I found it weird to have like a quest system in a Zelda game. Um, at the very least for the main quest, it felt very welcome. Like, you know, go, go talk to, go talk to Impa and then, you know, she'll tell you about going to, rescue the guardians and all that stuff and i mean that that felt great and and, you know tracking your side quest is also fine but like i don't know i would argue that like the 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 pieces of the main quest were pretty good and i mean we haven't even talked about the combat or shrines um which i i think the combat was really great the shrines were okay (laughs) yeah um combat is good it's a little more complicated than i expected it to be Oh, yeah, there's so many little things. Yeah, like, I played through the whole game, and I didn't realize you could hold the button down and spin around with certain weapons. Like, I didn't even realize you could do that. Oh, the, like the charge weapons? Yeah, well, I knew you could charge up. I don't know why I didn't think to try it on all of the weapons, but, like, with the Master Sword or whatever, I definitely knew to charge, because that's just ingrained in me from playing some of these <laughs> Zelda games. Yeah. But, like, I didn't realize you could just swing around with the hammer, the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's cool that there's like a lot of these kind of um, secondary uh, attacks and, and combat strategies, which they don't really tell you about at all. Uh, if, you know, you're just kind of left to figure them out on your own. That part is really cool. Uh, I'm yeah. glad they did that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, th- there's just lots of little things. Like, I, I read some of them online, but a lot of them I just kind of discovered. I loved how when whenever there was fire and like things were burning in the overworld, there'd be like that updraft that you could ride. Mm-hmm. So you, at least for me, like I learned very quickly, like oh, if I can get an updraft going, I can get higher. And there, are, there are the you get the little red peppers that you can make uh, a spicy meal out of for cold resistance. Yeah, that um, took me a little while to figure out. No, I mean not to figure out, but just to kind of get enough to where I could get through that section. Yeah. It's kind of weird that they throw that at you so quickly because it's like, oh, here's the world. And then, oh, by the way, you can cook stuff. And you basically have to use it immediately because mm-hmm. getting through that snow area to that uh, shrine 
that you have to complete is uh, not easy. Right. I mean, I think I lucked out because I knew I had to get something to, like, brave the cold. Um, and I thought I would just need food. And then I think Sahil pointed me in the right direction, just telling me, hey, go that way. You want to go that way. And I found the old man, and he told me to, you know, cook him whatever, and he gave me his warm doublet, so I had the food, but I also didn't need to use it, which was convenient. Oh, nice. Yeah, I basically ran through with no resistance and just kept feeding myself, so I didn't die. <laughs> I think I mean, that's how I did it. Hey, that you can, works, well, too. Well, you can, you can light the, you can light the... Uh, fires along the way and while Mm -hmm. you're standing next to them you won't be affected by the cold so uh, i think that's what i did the first time through Mm -hmm. which works it's it's definitely slower um but it's cool that you can actually accomplish it that way yeah um i also watched the zelda the breath of the wild speed run from agdq a couple months ago and the you know the runner is just like yeah, don't need that. Just just going to go. <laughs> yeah. Just going to fly through through this section um and they do some kind of cool tricks, but even then it seems kind of dangerous, like close to close to dying. Oh, sure. The fact that you can just kind of manipulate uh objects the way you can in the game. Like I knew as soon as I found out you could do that, I knew this game was going to be like a speedrunner's dream. Mhm. Because there's just so much you can just blow right past if you have you know certain stuff in your arsenal and you just understand how the physics of the game work mm-hmm. um, i didn't really do that much of that or really try to do much of it in my playthrough of it because i was just kind of going through more or less as the game intends you to but i loved that they just put all that stuff in there and we're like yeah go you know figure it out like most of the time there was more than one solution to the uh, whatever situation you're facing which is nice yeah no, I, I really like that about the game. It just kind of encourages you to be creative, discover things, try things out. Yeah. So the only I mean the only downside for me in that regard is like they don't guide you in any way, so sometimes there's a much more optimal solution. Mm, mm-hmm. And so you can really spend a lot of time like hitting your head against the wall trying to do something and there's no since the shrines can mostly be accessed in any order, it's mm-hmm. not really, there's no like, okay, now I have this skill and then now I have this skill and now I have this skill. So like, it's very easy right. to there's forget really something you've used before or that you have because you haven't used it for like four hours. And then all I of a sudden see. it's like, oh yeah, you need to use this. And it's like, oh, I don't even remember I had that. So I, I, I'm a little, I think that's just a, a, a problem of scale, right? The game mm-hmm. is so big, and there's and there are so many shrines in particular. It's hard to remember all of the things you can do. Like I would forget that I could even manipulate time. Oh yeah, the, like constantly, I would forget, and then I'd be like, "Oh right." I would forget about the the pillar ice pillars you could make. Yeah, I'd be like, "How are you supposed to, you know, climb this thing or get up there?" And and then, oh wait, okay, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not necessarily a problem with the game itself. Uh. Uh, like I said, outside of it just yeah. being very, very large. And if you're not playing it, if you're playing it all, you know, in large chunks of time, I think it's not so bad. But if you play like an hour 
or an hour and a half, two hours at a time, and you play yeah. it over weeks and weeks, you might forget a lot. <laughs> so there's just a lot to kind of keep keep in mind, even though there's not that much going on with regard to items, right? Like you don't have mm-hmm. the incredible like, Batman tool belt of stuff to use. You have whatever weapons and, and stuff you pick up. Mm-hmm. You have food, and you have uh, the the rune abilities, right? Whatever they're called. Yeah, uh, the runes. That's pretty much it, really. There's very little. I like, you know, you, I guess you make the argument that you can forget things if you're playing it kind of spaced out. But I would argue that it's one of the better games for that, just because you you can forget something, but there's not that much. Like, oh, here's the weapons I have on me. Here's the armor I have. Here's some uh, food I have or things I can craft. And here are the runes. And the runes don't change after the first 45 minutes of the game, really. I mean, once you get them, you have them. So that's that's pretty much it. No, I'm just thinking, like, I, I haven't beaten it yet, but I've played a good chunk of Horizon Zero Dawn, which is another open-world game that came out whatever, right around when Zelda came out. And it's it's a really good game and, and, a lot, and has a lot of things that it shares with Zelda. But one thing that it does very differently is that you don't just get access to the entire world from the get-go. You, you're gated here and there, and you're kind of like, have a lot of, um, I mean, you have a main main quest, but you have a lot of smaller quests that you can do along the way, as opposed to Zelda, where it's just kind of, you know, there's just some quests lying out here and there in different towns, but there's not like a progression to those quests, usually, um, whereas Horizon has like more or less progression in terms of like you find a town you talk to these people you do their quests you move on almost like an mmo right in that regard yeah i think uh the zelda quests are interesting because i think the fact that they exist is really is really cool i mean there's a lot of stuff you can do Mm -hmm. um sure you have to seek it all out and that's fine i think that's how it should be done what i did not like about how it was implemented was the rewards were usually really bad oh yeah so for me shrines yeah yeah so for me the incentive to actually do anything after a while was like i don't care about any of these people because i'm not going to get anything useful out of them Mm -hmm. so that was frustrating right i got really kind of ticked off because after a while it's just kind of like all right i'm just checking off a list like Mm -hmm. how many shrines do i need to get enough heart containers so i can pull the master sword out like then once I did that many, I was done. Like I was like, all right, the shrines are over for me. I don't care. Uh, I mean, it was pretty late in the game for me at that point. Anyway, I don't think I got the master sword before I just went straight to Ganon after that. But oh that's really? Kind of a, but that's kind of a bummer, right? Like because I just didn't have enough hearts. Because I'd gone and I'd uh, done all yeah. the divine beasts pretty much in succession. Was uh, that the first thing you did? You just went and did the beasts? Pretty much, yeah. I did some okay. shrines here and there on the way. Yeah, but but if I didn't, I didn't really go to seek them out, necessarily. Yeah. So I would kind of go and I'd find a tower and unlock the map, and then if there was a shrine nearby, I'd go and do it. But then I was straight on to doing the stuff so I get to the divine beast because that's for me that's what I was looking most forward to. So when I found where the master sword was and I was, I you know you try to pull it out and the Deku tree tells you like, okay, I'm going to stop you or you're going to die because <laughs> you're not strong enough. That really <laughs> was, that was a major letdown for me. And I'm, I'm really upset about the fact that they locked the master sword like mm-hmm. that off because it's yeah. really, it doesn't feel like a reward then. Cause then it's like, okay, 
And like that's what the I mean the original Zelda had the same problem, right? You had mm-hmm. to have enough heart containers to use the magic sword as it was called then. Oh. Uh, I did and, not know that because I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. The the difference though is that you can get whole heart containers in the world and you get one every time you do, you beat a dungeon. Mm-hmm. So you acquire them much more quickly doing stuff you would have to do anyway. Whereas right. the shrines are completely optional outside of the fact that you need them to get the master sword. Now, of course, you don't have to get the master sword to beat the game. Right. But you 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 want it because it doesn't break. Um it's pretty well, powerful. It, it does kind of break, but whatever. I guess it just goes out of commission for a little bit. It uh, yeah, it does, but it never broke when I was using it. Yeah. And I and I used it against the you know, the Ganon incarnations at the end of the game and I never even got close. So Ascent, you know, yes, it, it does have a, a cooldown period, but it's pretty extensive. Uh, you know, the durability is really good. So it's a weapon that you, you want to have. And to just kind of gate it off by some arbitrary heart container designation, really, I thought was a bad move. That what they could have done, and what they didn't do a lot of in this game in general, was design a really interesting dungeon where mm-hmm. you have to, you just come upon it, and then if you have the inclination to go through it you go through it and at the end is the master sword that would have been cool oh instead, yeah instead you just find the lost woods it's kind of a little bit of a puzzle to get in there but once you get in there that's it mm-hmm. and then that's that's the end of the whole thing I, I, that really was disappointing i yeah i would agree with you um like i had fun i mean it, obviously it's like an homage to all to the original zelda and all the Whatever. Like I, I got to the Lost Woods and I was immediately like, "Aha! This is this is where the Master Sword is. I need to just get to the end." And it's a cool area and it's kind of fun conceptually. But I agree. Like I think having a dungeon that you just that's pretty hard that you beat and get the Master Sword that would have been much more satisfying. I think in general the shrines just were lacking in rewards. Oh I mean, yeah, so you got a you got a spirit orb at the end of all of them. And yeah. use those to either increase your hearts or your stamina. Mm-hmm. And that's useful. But it's not exciting to go into a new shrine and go like, oh, I wonder what's going to be in there. You know what's in there. It's a spirit orb. Mm-hmm. Some of them have, I, well, I guess they all have a, an additional like treasure chest in there. But, you know, for the most part, it's like a weapon that's going to break right. eventually or, or something like that. It's not something that's a permanent uh, upgrade or, or something I was never use. I was never excited about opening a chest like... You know, I was happy about having a cool new weapon sometimes. Like, sometimes I got, you know, a lightning greatsword, and I'm like, shit, this is going to be useful. But yeah, it was never, like, excitement to open it up because every weapon will break. Everything's temporary. And the final, the real reason you're there is to just grind hearts and stamina containers. Yeah, exactly. So I think the, spirit, the shrines themselves were really cool, though. I liked that they were so diverse in in the kind of puzzles mm-hmm. they implemented and you know that's the benefit of having a lot of small self-contained rooms mm-hmm. like that is you can you can experiment quite wildly and you know i don't think all the shrines were great but most yeah. of them were pretty good <laughs> you know you know challenging enough uh but not so you know arcane that it wasn't you know most of them were you know pretty easy to figure out once you really kind of apply yourself and really remember all the things you can do mm-hmm. and experiment a little bit a few of them are, are really i think pretty tough but uh but that's fine you know you can have some tough shrines that are really hard because you don't have to complete all of them 
So. I honestly wish there were some tougher shrines. I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't know which ones you're talking about because there's. I would, I would argue there's like, most of them are kind of puzzles, and then a few of them are, are battles. But once you get past a certain point, the battles are really easy. The battle ones were not cool. Like that was easily the lamest thing they yeah. could have done. So, and it's all the same enemy. Like if you yeah. like, had some it's like a, a cool boss versions. or something in there, that would be one thing. But they're all just the little guardian dudes, and it's like, okay, I've fought mm-hmm. these guys a thousand times. Like I, this is not interesting. Um, yeah, although so that was disappointing too. Now that you mentioned that, I will I will say that the guardians, the like the ones on the ground with the like leg, the big stretchy legs and the ones in the sky i actually really like them as enemies um yeah i I don't know i i just i just think they're they're really intimidating early on and even till the end of the game when i when i was very strong because i i did a lot of grinding of uh shrines i don't think i got all of them but i got near all of them um and i had the master sword they're they're still kind of kind of like intimidating Um, oh yeah and that that I thought was cool. Like they they are legit pretty strong enemies that are kind of scary. Um, I think I only killed like two of them. Oh really? I killed so many. So I just many. avoided them all. Which actually was kind of hard because sometimes they like kind of shoot at you from when you're trying to climb up some of the towers, mm-hmm. and uh, their aim is pretty good. <laughs> oh god, they are so accurate. Yeah. Uh, now I found out you could parry them, of course, the laser beams. Yeah. And uh, I was not good at it. I never, like, I could usually get the first one. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, like, on the second one, I would just miss. And I don't know what the deal was there, but uh, I like that you can do that. The parry, the parrying in general is pretty good, although I ended up using the flurry attack most of the time. Yeah, the flurry attack was really good. That was it's e- it was a little bit easier to time, I think, uh, than the parry. But the parry is really, is, is a cool idea. Yeah. The uh, it's it's really funny because I what I I never quite got used to. So you know how you can like switch weapons, and to do that mm-hmm. you have to like hold right on the D pad, and then you have it's to like cycle through with the right co- analog combination. Stick. Yeah, yeah, and like and you cycle through the runes by pressing up on the D pad and then using the right analog stick. It's really annoying, and I mean I don't know how it could have been better really because yeah. there's a lot of stuff right. You have to you have to shields are managed in one in one fashion bows are managed completely differently swords and other weapons like that are are their own thing too so you have like basically four um things you have to keep inventory on and you can switch between them at any time yeah so i don't know how you do it better but i would constantly get confused on which one i was supposed to be pressing Um, thankfully it pauses the game while you do this Mm -hmm. so in fights as long as you press something, you can pause. It pauses it, and so you can kind of figure out what you should be doing. Um, but I never, it never became second nature to me, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. Um, even you know, whatever, sixty, seventy hours into the game, I was still messing it up. And I, I'm glad to hear someone else saying that because I, I struggled with it quite a bit, and I felt kind of embarrassed. I'm like, what the hell? I'm a Zelda veteran. I shouldn't be struggling with controls but yeah i think it's just there is a lot right like yeah i would i would go and be like oh let me switch my weapon and i would start switching my shield or i'm like let me switch my bow and i'd start switching runes and i'd be like ah yeah 
yeah. I started the game again just to kind of refresh my memory. And I forgot completely how to even use the bow in the first place. <laughs> so yeah. it took me a while. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a... I don't think that's rare. I think most players probably had that problem. Um, mm-hmm. Like I say, I it's just because there's a lot of stuff. So I don't know of a better way. I think it was handled pretty well. But yeah, I think I think they did about the best they could. It's yeah. just it's just a complicated scheme they were supporting. Yeah, I mean, unless you have to go into a menu to select your weapon at any given time, that's the only way to simplify it. But that adds way more time. So mm-hmm. you know, th- there were there were good reasons not to do it that way. I was super happy that you could do it quickly, even if I would usually mess it up. <laughs> yeah. The unfortunate part of that, of course, is the limited inventory, which oh, for the man, most part yeah. wasn't too bad, but it kind of felt arbitrary. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point of limiting? Since everything breaks anyway, is there really a point in keeping players from just stashing everything they have all the time or anything they come across at the same time? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I mean, it's it's already illogical that he can hold, you know, a, a an axe and a sledgehammer and four swords, mm-hmm. and four shields and four bows. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't that already doesn't make any sense. So are we really? And and you can increase those numbers as well. Of course, I mean, that, I guess that's why they did it to implement another collectathon task, mm-hmm. which they love to do. God, yeah. There's what nine hundred Korok seeds or some shit. I, I don't know how many, but that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it, I mean, I think I got like 120 or something, or 150, and wow. that felt like such a huge chore to do. I think I got like five or six. <laughs> I, I just don't like collectathons. Um, I mean, I wasn't trying to go for them. Um, I, I was just exploring the world, which is how I found most of them, which I mean, that's I'm okay with, but I don't know. It just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as that was introduced to me, I was like, "Oh no, you've got to be kidding me!" Yeah. And I wanted at first, I really wanted those extra inventory slots, and I was just like, "Forget it. Right, who cares?" That's that's also how I felt. I was like, I, "Oh, I'm gonna go and get all of these," and then I started doing it. And I was like, "Oh, so the I mean, if you said you only collected five, then you didn't get to turn in too many. No. Um, as you turn in more, it it." Uh, the number you need to get the next inventory slot for that group. So, like, you could do, you know, weapons, shields, and bows. Right. Um, it would go up following something kind of close to the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> I think I got to, like, 36 or 37 in one category, and I was just like, okay, I'm I'm not going to collect 30 more seeds just to get one more slot here. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't understand the mentality of, collecting stuff like that mm-hmm. like there's definitely a diminishing returns right like even an extra two item slots per item type would have mitigated almost all of the problem mm-hmm. so you can do that pretty easily if you want to right you can go around and collect i don't know how many you need for that specifically but it's not it's not that many and there are a lot of easy ones to find so it doesn't take that long and you don't have to really go out of your way to find them most of the time but you know, after a while, it's like, do I? How many more inventory slots do I really need? Like, most of the stuff is so low level anyway that you don't even care yeah. about it. I I had so many, just so many bows and swords and shields, and I guess initially I had like a worry that I would run out, and there were a few times that I 
that I got kind of close, but most of the time I'm just like, I would break a weapon and then have like five to replace it. Right. One thing I didn't like though is that you can't fight unarmed. That, I think, probably because they didn't oh, want to yeah. animate it. Um, and they, my, it would be my guess, or they just didn't want to bother trying to figure out like how that would work. I don't know. I I feel like that wouldn't be that hard for them to do. I'm guessing that they either couldn't think of a good way to do it or that they just flat out... I'm going to guess they just didn't want you to do, be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. But it, it, would, it annoyed me because early on, you know, you pick up a stick, which breaks in like two hits. So it's practically useless. <laughs> and then you're supposed to go down and fight some of the um, moblins and get, you know, like a sword or a spear or whatever. But if you mm-hmm. don't kill something quickly... You know, you early, very, very early on in the game, you can find yourself without a weapon for for a little while, and then then you're out just out of luck because you can't fight. Once you get bombs, yeah, that problem basically mm-hmm. goes away completely because you can just always use bombs. Well, I mean, to some degree, bombs bombs get weak pretty quickly as you continue through the game. Yeah, but you can knock even even after you upgrade them. But you can knock enemies down, and they usually drop their weapons. So you can run up and grab something. Right, they're used. Yeah. They're, well, this, even the stronger enemies, they stop dropping weapons unless if you do like a really big hit on doing. them. Yeah, it, it gets yeah, yeah. So like, I thought bombs were like gonna be amazing, and then they like went down in power very quickly, which made me sad. Yeah, I mean, I really only use them for puzzle solving, for the most part. Um, but you know, occasionally early on in the game when I didn't have a weapon, I needed or, you know I needed one or something like that, I would use them. But I mean, after a while, you you just have a surplus of weapons once you have some good ones that last for a little while it's Mm -hmm. very easy to get more so it it becomes less and less of a problem over time yeah i actually i actually want to talk about the the dungeons for a bit um i thought they were kind of the highlight of the game um yeah like you know the the shrines were too short-lived for me to really enjoy them they just felt like they were kind of cool but it was like a you know at most a five minute thing maybe 10 minutes if there's a really tricky one Mm -hmm. but the dungeons i thought were the highlight because you you well especially like the zora dungeon you know you go through kind of the lengthy process to get into it um and i and i i love i love the how each one had you just like doing this quest to just get inside of um each of the divine beasts i actually really enjoyed that part yeah the sandstill one was probably my favorite i mean even though it's not really that interesting i just it, the idea of it was was cool and i liked that you got to just kind of like ride around on the sand seals because i think that was a pretty fun mechanic yeah i actually really liked sand seals um i didn't get to ride them too much because by that point in the game i was kind of tired with it so i was like i just want to be ganon i'm gonna i unlike you i just uh i went and i explored all the different regions um, and I would just like get to a region, find the tower, and then find all the shrines and like try to do everything in that region. Um, and after I'd done like maybe half the map that way, I got I was just burnt out, super burnt out. So that that's when I just went to each tower to fill in my map. Um, and even to the point that like I would run to a shrine because I would see it, I would get unlock the or like activate it so i could teleport to it and then i would just run away like i wouldn't even do the shrine oh um that way i I had things i could teleport to and do later like once i started playing this way the game became a lot more fun um 
and that that's when I just went and like decided to end end the game. So I went and I uh, did all the dungeons um, and just kind of ran to Ganon's castle. Um, but the dungeons were super fun. Like I, I loved I loved each one. I loved kind of the puzzle solving and like the mechanic of maneuvering the divine beasts so that you could get into a, a new area. Um, yeah, uh, and the the boss battles like they weren't super unique, but they were interesting enough, at least compared to a lot of the 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 enemy, the normal enemies in the game. Yeah. So my take on it was is quite a bit different, actually. I, I was really disappointed with the divine beasts. Conceptually, I think they were really cool, um, but yeah. only one of them was a real challenge, which was the camel, and that's the one I did first. So I thought, okay, these are all going to be oh, yeah. pretty tough, right? The camel is by far the hardest one. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. And so I di- honestly, I was really frustrated because of how difficult it was. But like, I don't know. I, I thought it was difficult, but not in straightforward ways. Yeah. I was pretty frustrated once you, doing once it. Once you know the solution, it's not so bad. But because of the way it's designed, it's 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 a little difficult to conceptualize what's going to happen when you rotate the pieces. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so basically you have to rotate everything, right, in order to get access to new areas to get through. And basically you have to collect stuff, of course, because it's a Zelda game. Um, And then once you do that, you get to go and fight the boss. So the bosses, I think, were the worst part, which is they were all just an element Ganon thing. You know, it's like lightning, Mm -hmm. fire, uh, ice, I think. Ice, And then what was I forgot the other one is. Wind, wind, yeah, whatever. So it's like, honestly, I think the fights themselves are not bad, but the 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 designs of the enemy is really not very interesting, and the fact that it's just like Thunder Blight Ganon, oh, big, you know, yeah, that to me was so uninteresting. Like you couldn't even think of yeah. unique names for these things. Like, f- sure, fine, they all look the same, that's fine, but giving it just like an element name Ganon is probably the lamest thing. And I was really, really, really disappointed with that because you know, because there's like cool stuff in the overworld, right? Like there's those rock monsters that come up mm-hmm. when you run by oh, or yeah. disturb the area. There's the the lionels, which are really cool. And I was I love to see them back in the and game. Really cause... fucking hard to fight. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean they were in the original Zelda, but that that was it. I think I don't remember any other. Oh, I don't really? remember any other Zelda games That's... that have. I didn't them. know they were. Yeah, there may be one, but I can't remember. Um, so the fact that they came back was awesome, and they're yeah, and they're really difficult um and they take a lot of skill to to beat i love that mm-hmm. so i was really hoping there was gonna be more of that and then you know and zelda games are famous for having interesting and unique bosses in their dungeons and mm-hmm. to basically have four of the same guy just with a different element power was not very interesting to me at all no that's that's very true uh i mean i think the fights were kind of interesting but i agree that the enemies i mean i guess i would argue like the enemy design overall in the game was pretty uninspired it's just like here's a few different categories of enemies yeah they basically have there's basically a bunch of moblins all over the place there's Mm -hmm. uh the skeletons i guess they're skeletons yeah yeah so those come out of the ground at night um there are the whiz robes which i hated because they were incredibly annoying Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it was cool to see them back in the game, but they were they were the most difficult enemies I think in general to fight. 
Um, then, of course, you have the yeah, it, uh, it, the thief guys that pop up all over the place every once in a while. Oh, yeah, they were just yeah, got in I, the way. Well, it didn't make sense to me that they would keep fighting you after you beat their leader. I was just like, who's running this thing now? Like, why do they still exist? They should be disbanded. <laughs> it, just, it made no sense to me. Yeah. So that was kind of it, a weird... It felt really dumb. That was a weird inclusion. Like, the that... The whole arc where you have to go into their lair to beat them makes sense. Because you have to get a character mm-hmm. free. That's totally fine. But like I say, once you beat the leader, it's like, what are they all doing? Why do they... They basically act as if nothing happened. And it just made no narrative sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of dumb. The whole, like, clan thing. And I, I expected it to be more epic, the, the fight against koga mm-hmm. i just thought it was kind of dumb i'm like really they've been like we've been talking you up this whole time and you're just really pathetic your followers are seem more interesting than you do even though they die in like three hits yeah whatever i thought the fight with koga was actually kind of interesting because it's it's goofy right he acts tough but he's hilariously inept and the way you the right, way you beat him i is guess pretty for, cool. for me it's like why is anyone afraid of this guy he's inept yeah i mean that <laughs> fair enough um, uh, since Twilight Princess, I think they've had a lot of characters like that where they, uh, act, or you're supposed to fear them and then you face them and they're like, oh, you're just kind of a goofball. Um, and, yeah. and in, in most Zelda games, I would say it, it's kind of, it doesn't work very well. I think in, in this case, it actually does work okay. Only because it's one piece of a little, it's a little piece of the story that, and the story itself doesn't really matter that much anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more interesting stuff in the world than that, so that that didn't bother me so much. Yeah, I guess it's true. Um, I actually wanted to point out, you said you had a lot of trouble with the whiz robes. Oh, yeah. I would... I, I definitely had trouble with them, but then I found out that you can just shoot them with an elemental arrow of, like, their opposite whatever element, and just, like, instantly kills them. Oh, yeah, uh, you can do this with a lot with basically anything that has an element in the game. So like, if there's uh, you know one one of the ice or fire um, what what are they called the Lizalfos, mm-hmm. you can just shoot them with like you know shoot the ice one with a fire arrow and he just immediately dies. The only problem is you run out of those items pretty quickly, and uh. Depends on how much you've been farming. At yeah. one point, I had way more of those than I did of my regular arrows. I had like 120 lightning arrows and like 40 regular arrows, and I was running out. Yeah, you and I played very differently then. I don't think I ever had more than 30 arrows at a time ever of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm like straight to it, man. I don't I don't farm. I don't do any of that stuff. I basically would just pick up whatever <laughs> I could find on the way, and that was it. And just run off. Pretty much. So a lot of enemies... Yeah, a lot of enemies could have been easier for me had I taken the time to um, learn about them and and use weapons that were more effective against them. But just with standard weapons, uh, the Wizards were were quite annoying. Which is, you know, that's fine. uh, They don't appear in that many areas. Um, They're in enough to be annoying. Yeah. Um, Because if you're using standard weapons, then you're just kind of screwed. Like... You're trying to hit this thing that's off the ground. You have to shoot arrows. It's probably the best way, but regular arrows don't do quite the job. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I found myself kind of trying just running from enemies more than fighting them a lot of the time. 
especially if I was trying to get up to a tower or something, I would just like, okay, can I survive long enough to just scale up where they won't, you know, they can't attack me anymore. Um, and once I had a good chunk of stamina, it was a lot easier to do that. But, um, yeah, I, I actually avoided combat pretty consistently throughout the game. I fought a lot, but I also avoided a lot of combat, which was okay. It, it was it was interesting to find myself just being like, okay, I don't want to deal, so I will do all I can to climb. I mean, my favorite thing to do in the game was just like, I'm going to climb to a really high place, and then because I have so much stamina, I'm going to glide oh, yeah. to somewhere else yeah, yeah. and just like do ridiculous traversals of the world, which felt really satisfying. Like That's one of my favorite things in the game. Yeah, the hang glider is probably easily the best item in the game. I mean... <clears throat> I don't oh, think yeah. anything comes even close to its utility and just I mean the the whole thing of the game is exploring the world so it's the best tool for that well yeah and especially um, I did the Rito uh, Divine Beast third but it was it, the, the ability you get is so useful like just being able to create an updraft anywhere immediately mm. so handy and basically used it to sequence break a bunch of shit after i got it yeah i don't think i used that one very much all the yeah so uh, yeah so the divine powers those were i felt kind of like an afterthought honestly to me um i i would agree they they felt kind of just thrown in the there. only one i can um, remember is uh the goron one which uh basically just allows you to get hit a little bit without taking damage which is great um yeah but the recharge I mean, time it's a, is it's... so long that it's like mm-hmm. it kind of defeats the purpose of having them honestly the the goron one with the shield like it, it's kind of cool but honestly the most useful thing it has is that it immediately reflects uh guardian lasers right back yep, to them. that's how i defeated those two <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i see yeah, basically, I was like clearing the path towards the castle, and I had to get rid of them, so that was the only way. Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, I did I did Ganon's castle incorrectly. How so? Um, well, I I ended up getting to like the inner chamber by going on the outside. I never like explored the inside of the castle very much. I did much. the same thing. I kind of fl- oh, I kind of so- flew from the top and then climbed the walls. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I did, and I I struggled a lot because there's a ton of guardians, like a shit ton of guardians. I didn't know you could, there was a castle to go into, really. I thought you yeah. were supposed to climb it. I see. I I went in through the front initially, and then I ended up being outside for a long time, and was just like, well, I'm gonna go. I think that's where I used the the flying thing a lot, the the updraft ability, because I just was tired of it and I wanted to get out of there. And it, it was a very quick way to avoid a lot of pain. But, yeah, apparently going through the inside is pretty cool. So that that's something I might do. Um, and there's also a shrine at the bottom of Ganon's Castle. Mm-hmm. So, like, which I didn't find. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I did either. So I feel like I just did all that wrong. Did you find the final boss is difficult or no? Bosses? Well, I mean, it, you made oh, this I guess phases, like, I guess. yeah. No, not really. I mean, I, like I mentioned, I was super strong. I had all the divine beasts, so that cuts off half his health. I had, I had all the like divine powers, so like you reflect shit back at him, and like yeah, I don't know. It all felt it, it felt pretty easy. 
Um, and you can, I don't know if you got the upgrade to the, what's it called, to the time stop rune. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. The, the stasis rune? Yeah, if you get an upgrade, you can stop enemies. Oh, really? Even bosses. So, like, I could stop, like, normal enemies you can stop for a long time. Bosses and, like, stronger enemies like Lynels, you can stop for, like, I don't know, three seconds or mm-hmm. so. Three, four seconds. But this is a boss that you're just pausing. So you can just pause something mid-attack and then just go ham on it. And it comes back and it, a lot of times that cancels the attack it was doing. Uh... So it's just it just feels so cheap. So I, I like, <laughs> did a combination of that and, like, every, all my other shit and just, like, destroyed him. Okay. And... Yeah, that, that would make it a lot easier. No, I, I, um, I went in there with pretty much just the Master Sword and, you know, some good shields. And then mm-hmm. just reflected the lasers back at him um which nice. uh, it took me some time i mean i i died to him a few times just because i was the the laser timing was was difficult at first but i got it you know yeah. eventually and then it was fine but um otherwise he was not challenging i don't think like I, honestly I, I felt like the ending was pretty anticlimactic uh maybe because i did like i didn't do ganon's castle the insides but i don't know like the like the dungeons are cool but i think anticlimactic is the word um for yeah. me the most epic one was the zora one maybe because i did it first i don't know it felt like the most epic um in terms of just like there's this huge build-up where you're going through the reigning area to get to zora's domain and then you do all these quests to to get to the point that you're allowed to even try to get inside and like getting inside is actually pretty tough which i really liked um and then, like the dungeon itself was pretty interesting, and the and the boss was okay. Like again, not, it, like it was okay, but yeah, I felt like the build up was pretty good. Yeah, I felt I I did that one first, and I felt like it was the best one out of them all. Yeah, looking back, it's probably my favorite as well. Although I I don't think it was particularly difficult or anything, but I did like the water changing stuff. Like, you know, with the with the camel, you're just basically moving them around to like get up to certain sections of them Mm -hmm. but there's no real payoff in my mind in there for whatever reason it just it just didn't feel very satisfying to do whereas um yeah zora i don't know there was just something kind of cool the the thing i didn't like about the zora's domain in general though was like you get um mifa's armor right Mm -hmm. or the zora armor but it doesn't allow you to swim at all it just lets you f- but you, you can go up waterfalls but you still swim really terribly it makes no sense you become like, this enormous badass in fa- in waterfalls and then the rest of the time it's just like i swim a tiny bit faster haha <laughs> do you even swim faster you do uh especially if you get the full set then you swim like significantly faster but it's not like 2x it's like i swim one and a half times faster <laughs> okay yeah like it just made me laugh because I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to be able to swim now. I got in the water and then like I basically drowned because I couldn't swim fast yeah. enough to get to land or whatever. I was like, well, this is basically useless. Like, except for going up the waterfalls, which I have to do. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's the only use for it. I mean, after after having used uh, the Zora armor in Twilight Princess or, you know, being a Zora in Majora's Mask, like, this was incredibly underwhelming. Yeah, I think in general, like, because they had to focus on players not having any specific equipment from most of the game, mm-hmm. the f- like, none of the equipment is all that impressive, which is a real bummer, you know? Like, 
if you have it, you can make things way easier for yourself. But that's that's really all. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is really necessary. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. So, I, I mean, I would argue that, you know, for people who are completionists like me, <laughs> it, it's it's fun, but like completing it is not really rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. And you get things that make you stronger, but they're okay. Like they're not like these radical changes. The, mo- the most radical would be like the Divine Beast powers, but they mostly just let you kind of cheap very briefly, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to describe it, I think. Yeah, like you can cheat death if you die. You can, you know, cheat a hit if you're using the shield. You can uh, cheat to get some height. Like that that's one of my favorites because I really like movement in games. Um, and I love the glider. Or you can cheat some extra damage with the lightning thing. Like that one I used like f- three times. Like I, mm-hmm. I I used it by accident more than anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like you don't really get much. And like watching the speed run of the game, I feel like this is what the game was made for. You know, someone yeah. someone like having intricate knowledge of the systems and abusing them to like do some awesome sequence breaks and like you know get really powerful very quickly. Yeah, I mean the fact that you can like fly across the world on a tree branch or like a you know tree uh oh yeah like that at first when i first saw that i was like that's got to be a mistake and then the more i saw it i was like no this is Mm -hmm. definitely on purpose like Mm -hmm. there's no way you'd be able to do this if they didn't intend for you to i i love how fucking tricky those things are to set up but they they look so cool it's like it's like something out of morrowind like where you would just like teleport you know yourself to to the middle of the map so you can beat the game like yeah i I love it one thing that you mentioned was, um, you know, movement in the game. I think they nailed that pretty well. I think running feels satisfying. You mm-hmm. don't run at, well, your stamina runs out so quickly when you're running that it um, is kind of a pain. Thankfully, there's the uh, horse call glitch, which the more oh, I see yeah. it, I also kind of think that was maybe intentional, or at least they may have found it and were just like, eh, leave it in there. Who cares? Yeah, because that's interesting. Well, because it's so useful because you run out of stamina. Even when you have, you know, upgraded, seriously upgraded stamina, it runs out so oh, yeah. quickly because the world running. is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, so the running was a little tiresome because you'd have to stop so much and wait for your stamina to regen. But like the climbing, I thought was really cool. And the fact that, you know, so many surfaces are climbable, like you could find almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like some real shortcut routes through stuff. Just if you were willing to climb a little bit and just kind of look like, honestly, the fastest way to places in this game is basically a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, you can do that. You don't really have to go around a long way. If it's a long, if you can get some height, you can use the glider to go pretty far and then just basically climb your way around stuff. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like, I'm glad that they, you know, we're just like, yeah, we're going to basically take all of the constraints off of you and you can basically go anywhere in the world i was gonna say that's basically the reason why i had so many korok seeds because i would be like i'm climbing just for fun just to go up here just to glide down from somewhere because that's that's what i really like doing in the game and then there would be a little rock or some stupid little puzzle that was a korok like that's how they rewarded that kind of exploration which on the one hand okay on the other hand eh. (laughs) but the the climbing was great i thought i thought i would get very tired of it because I saw how slow it was when I first watched someone. Um, mm-hmm. 
It is but, slow, yeah. But I ended up loving it. I, I think the reason I ended up loving it was because I, um, by accident, found that, uh, I think it was the uh, the hat that made you climb faster, kind mm. of early on. And then I then I found the pants, and then I found the shirt, and I was just like, oh, and it gives you even extra, or it, it makes your jump. I don't know if you got the full set. No, um, I didn't. If you get the full set, you get a set bonus, and what it does is it makes it it makes the stamina drain from doing the jump, like when you're climbing, um, be be half as much. So you can basically just spam it. That's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that makes that jump actually useful as opposed to like draining, you know, a ton of your stamina. It drains like about the same amount as you would from just moving up there slowly. So suddenly climbing was like this really fast thing I could do. Yeah. So, I mean, basically if you jump while climbing, it normally takes like a quarter of your stamina up or a quarter yeah. of the circle, one circle, a, a good chunk. which is crazy. I mean, that's a ton of it, which yeah, made it not particularly useful unless you were like already near the top and you just mm-hmm. had like one little leap to go and then it was good. Or if you like only needed to do like two jumps and then you were at the next thing you were trying to get to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely found some spots where you could abuse standing. Um, oh yeah sure <laughs> there's so much of that not, but there's a lot you're of like, a, like oh i can actually stand right here you're like a skyrim horse just like i'm just gonna stand right here you could a also you could also uh scramble a little bit so that you would regain stamina even though you, oh yeah, yeah you're like going up you're regaining stamina even though you're going up a, the side of the cliff and then you would like grab on at the last second and yeah. that was a good way to like get off stand kind of tentatively and then run and get some stamina back yeah, amazingly, I think I only ran into the actual edge of the game world, like, once. I think I did it when I was in um, the uh, Gerudo uh, oh, yeah. area. Like, you can How go does... up, like, one of the walls, and, like, it blocks you off from climbing anymore, basically. Interesting. That, that might be yeah. one of the few places, like, at the very edge of the world that I didn't explore, because it was one of the last places, and I was kind of fed up with the game. It's a little difficult to get to, too. You have to... You know, because it, it does all this wind mm-hmm. stuff, like these windstorm things, so you have to deal with that. Um, I don't know why I went up there. I was just, I was just figured, like, hey, let's go up there and see. Uh, or I think I was trying to get across somewhere else, maybe or something. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I think that's like one of the only places I found where I was like, no, this is literally where the game actually ends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I never. That's the only place I got to that was like that. Everywhere else was just like, no, it just keeps going. I mean, I I wonder because. You know, on the like south, like south southeast, and all the way up the the east coast, like or the east part of the of the world, it's all basically like sea or ocean. And I mm. never really tried taking a boat to the edge. I'm sure it'll just like push you off in some way or whatever. Um, and then like the north and west were mostly just like these huge ravines that you obviously couldn't pass yeah um and i didn't try going down them either but i thought it was kind of an interesting way to like enclose you without just putting an invisible wall or just a mountain i mean that's kind of that's a very shadow of the colossus way to do it right yeah that's true they they made that world in such a way that you it seemed like you could go everywhere in it and you can go pretty far but they put some natural barriers in there, which make it feel like not so arbitrary. Like, oh, yeah, here's just a place I can't walk anymore for mm-hmm. whatever reason. It's like, oh, it's actually an ocean and the waves keep knocking me back. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just a big chasm and I'll just die if I jump off it. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, so so Breath of the Wild had a lot of that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to really make up my mind about the game. On the one hand, I played through it very very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoyed it while I was playing it. On the other hand, having played it now and and looking back on what I was actually doing in the game moment to moment, mm-hmm. I can't say it was all of it was especially you know worthwhile. Yeah. Mostly because the story was really not e- like they didn't even need to put one in there. It was so bad. Yeah, I w- or like voice acting. Uh. Well, I mean, it was told very, very poorly because there are these long cutscenes where they just talk at you, mm-hmm. and in English, at least, the voice acting is atrocious. Oh, I switched uh, it to Japanese very early. See, I don't, I couldn't figure out a way. I don't think there was a way to do that on the Wii U version at the time. Oh, I was playing it. Yeah. I, there was no language setting. Now, see if I if, yeah, it would have been more tolerable in a language I didn't understand. Well, like the characters just see, like, they just they don't fit. At least for me, like I I'm I'm of the opinion that you know you should watch anime in Japanese because it just fits so much better, and especially in Zelda, like all their motions and actions and like just fit with the Japanese voices way better, especially when they all had like these weird accents in english yeah that was weird yeah they were nonsensical accents um i think what irritated me most was like kind of small things like they would always say 100 years instead of 100 years it would just felt so unnatural (laughs) nobody would ever talk like that now granted i mean this is a fantasy world whatever but they would like they would just think these awkward like for the past 100 years like you can't just say the past hundred years? years. Like why? Why? And like they would write it out in an, in numerical form, the one hundred part in the subtitles. I was like, why? Why is it like this? <laughs> um, it just made no sense to me. And you know, the voice actors didn't do a great job. I don't think for the most part. Yeah. But the script was so bad. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't envy them actually having to try to say the lines with any kind of uh, you know emotion in them because they're they're so lame and cliched that's just like nobody could do well with these 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 lines they're i didn't even understand why they bothered putting them in there when they were i mean they could have taken them straight out of like a you know a how to write fantasy book or something you know what i mean honestly like i think back to twilight princess and i feel like the writing or like yeah, the, the script in this game was like... Or not Twilight Princess, sorry. I'm at Ocarina of Time. I think back to Ocarina of Time, and I feel like the script in this game was about as good as quality or worse. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's saying something, given that Ocarina of Time is this game that's, you know, 20 years old and, like, was not... Did not have, like, an awesome script or narrative, but, like... no by comparison this game feels uh, uh, like on par yeah and that's that's pretty embarrassing i would say well i mean i'm of the opinion that nintendo are really bad storytellers yeah um, i say that true. because the metroid game stories are atrocious um you know there are very few i would say i would say majora's mask is actually a good story but that's because there's not a whole lot to it and they kind of get out of the story's way and they let the game do the storytelling rather than trying to force feed it to you. And it's not so much like like there is story, but it's more about just like character interactions, right? Yeah. And it's less like this epic plot and more just, hey, 
there's Skull Kid and he wants friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and and like a lot of the personal story, a lot of the stories are personal like that, which I thought was great. Like it's it's much more interesting, and they're small vignettes more more so than like this epic tale. Right. And I don't really understand why they just well. It's interesting. Like when whenever the characters didn't actually speak, but like you know they just give like their little grunt or hey or whatever, and then you'd read their text. Yeah. I found that way more enjoyable than when I had to sit through them talking. Mm-hmm. Like the king in the beginning of the game when he just talks at you forever. Oh yeah, it's great. All I wanted to do was skip it because I was like, oh wait, when the vo- you know when the oh, when when he, was actually when voice he's acted talking to you. Oh, that's awful. Well, when he's just like talking to you and like doing the grunts and like telling you where to go or just like interacting with you i thought that was great that stuff's all fine yeah like and i think it proves that you do not need voice acting in games to to make a a, a, you know to make characters interesting Mm -hmm. but you can definitely ruin a character by getting it wrong um it's 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 kind of amazing to me that they they went to the effort to hire voice actors in multiple languages uh, yeah a lot of languages yeah like it's kind of shocking they did that and i i didn't think they would for a variety of reasons and now i don't know if they're gonna i mean it's it's weird because now they've done it i feel like they're gonna they're gonna feel compelled to do God, it again because they I have to do not. it i don't know but i would yeah i would much rather see them just be like all right we tried it and everybody hated it so uh let's not do that anymore now you know i've heard more positive things about the other languages Oh, maybe. But I know English is pretty much universal. English, uh, I thought, was pretty awful. Yeah. No, I was going to say, since since we're talking about, like, things that they'll do, at least for me, like, my wish list for future Zelda games is, like, you know, take take some of the lessons and then kind of go back back to how, how some of the old games used to work. Like, I, I, I still want, like, the interesting world, but... You know, it doesn't have to be so huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a bit much. I think a Zelda game that you can finish in 40 hours with more traditional dungeons and maybe some parts that you explore, like, that that seems more interesting to me than just, like, a game that's all about these hundred shrines, hundred-some shrines, and, you know, a few things, a few dungeons here and there. What's funny to me is, like, as I think about it more and more, Breath of the Wild really is a lot like the original in that, you know, for the time, The Legend of Zelda was a huge game. The world was just huge. Mm-hmm. No game, well, there were games as big, but, you know, not that many. Um, at least not in that style, right? And it felt like it just kind of went on forever, and there was always something new. And in that in that respect, I think Breath of the Wild really does well to kind of honor that, that tradition. Yeah. But... At the same time, those aren't my favorite Zelda games. <laughs> so, I like the ones that are more focused, right? I liked, I liked Majora's Mask a lot because it it is so finely pointed, right? You have some, some basically some characters you have to help out in order to achieve your goal, and everything's kind of on a smaller scale uh, in terms of what you're doing, like moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of Zelda games I, I've kind of learned to enjoy more as time's gone on, rather than the big, grand, epic style. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping, since I imagine they'll use this engine to make another Zelda game before too long. One one hopes they do, because otherwise we're going to be waiting a long time for another game. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, there are so many great core elements in this game that it would it would be a no-brainer to just make a more focused game using the same engine to me. I, I don't see why you wouldn't do that, right? Yeah, just like pull a Majora's Mask. I think that's the smartest thing they could do right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Make Make a story that's smaller. Give players kind of more specific and more technically proficient challenges. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, there's a lot... A game like that, I think, would be a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, me too. Because overall, Breath of the Wild is, is a really, really good game. I mean, on a technical level, it's extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. I think they they accomplished a heck of a lot, especially considering, you know, it's on multiple platforms uh, when it didn't necessarily need to be. But it was kind of a game where they were just like, all right, let's see how much stuff we can throw in here. Yeah. And then And I think now hopefully they'll examine it and see like all right these are the things that really stuck and and now they can kind of build on that because you know in, in some senses they kind of threw everything else out that they had done before like the skyward sword thing of extremely guided play and all that stuff they basically just threw that away which is great they needed to do that but now i think they need to go back in and kind of refocus the way that they had done with like a link to the past you know because like legend of zelda it was pretty open yeah and there's a lot you know very little guidance and you kind of figure a lot on your own whereas link to the past was like all right there's still a big world and there's still a lot to do and some of the stuff you know is hidden and you got to figure it out on your own but you know it's still fairly guided and the challenges were interesting and all that mm-hmm. and i think they have a good opportunity to do the same thing um now that they've they've had this game it was successful it sold well oh yeah so you know it wasn't a failure like it could have been um so yeah, I think it's time to experiment in a, in a very specific way rather than kind of in an open everything goes kind of way. Yeah, that's that's also my hope. I mean, knowing Nintendo, I don't know. I feel like it's not going to happen, but I <laughs> really really want them to just be like, "Hey, we have this wonderful tech. Let's make let's make let's make another like it's, I I don't even it doesn't even have to be like a main Zelda entry. I know those tend to be reserved, but like I just want something like Majora's Mask or, you know, something something more focused, like what you're saying. Just, I don't know. I don't feel like they need to do something really fancy in terms of engine work or like to redo it on a different platform. But knowing right. Nintendo, they'll probably just put it off and then whatever the fuck their next console is, will get some crazy new release for a Zelda game. It's hard to know, right? If if the Switch does replace the 3DS wholesale, mm. I think we will see more Zelda. It That's may true. be very, very different. They may decide to do, you know, simultaneously have Switch have both the big Epic Zelda games and the small mobile Zelda games. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really curious to see if they kind of also do, you know, iterate on um, what A Link Between Worlds was like, perhaps. Yeah. Or if they'll just stick now in this kind of bigger 3d style uh, mm-hmm. permanently I'm, I'm really not sure yeah yeah i'm I, I want i want them to just make more zelda on the switch but i guess we'll see like that that's honestly all i want like i i think they i think they'll do a decent job of it but assuming they do anything i think they will i think they i think they are planning on the switch being you know having a pretty long lifespan yeah uh, even though it is 720p, you know, and whatever, I don't think that really is that much of a worry for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
you know, they've gotten good press. They've gotten pretty good sales, I think, for a lot of their games. They've had a lot of exclu- or, you know, interesting exclusive games eh. um, that are kind of smaller. Like, you know, well, maybe not interesting across the board, but like the Bomberman game was a Switch exclusive, and, and that's a game that is very much kind of... At this point, that's definitely more of a mobile-style game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so both those types of games can exist on that platform. Right. And... Nintendo's good at making both those types of games, you know. So, if they have all their teams focused on the one console, and but both types of games that they make all focus on one console, I think you know it could last. I mean, look how long the 3DS has lasted. Yeah, 3DS has despite been around how a long old time. it is. Um, I don't, I don't see any reason why the Switch can't have a lifespan at least as long as that. Yeah, I would, I would hope so, especially if they. I mean, they they do re-releases of their like the 3DS line. They've done so many re-releases. I would hope that they would do something similar without breaking like compatibility too much. Um, mm-hmm. For the Switch. Oh yeah, they could they could easily do like what both Sony and uh, Microsoft. Microsoft have done and yeah. just release an updated uh, version. I don't see why they could. And I mean, they did the same thing for the 3DS, right? They, right, exactly. Now there were some backwards compatibility problems with those, but. Um, I, I guess probably less of an issue. I, I would think. I would hope so, but that's that's my hope. Like I, I have a very optimistic view of how the Switch will go. Right now, I don't have one mostly because I'm waiting for more games and whatnot. Like Zelda, Zelda's great, but it doesn't like. I guess Zelda's great, and it is kind of a console seller, but the the console needs more to to really live up to its potential. And there you have it, our cool takes on Breath of the Wild. It's a game that was definitely made at the right time. With open world games kind of reaching their peak, Nintendo capitalized on that trend while making sure to include the charm and polish they're so well known for. I'm partial to the smaller, more focused Zelda games, but can appreciate what an achievement Breath of the Wild is. If you're interested in more of my thoughts on games, you can check out my essays at jmsebastian.tumblr.com or on Twitter at jsebastiangames. You can check in on what Gabe is up to over at gabem.me and on Twitter at mistalice. As always, thanks for listening.